The great tribulation of God is coming. The world doesn't know that. It's like in the days of Noah. When they ate and they drank and they married, they were given in marriage, they builded, they sold, and they didn't know until Noah entered the ark and the rain began to fall and they were destroyed. They didn't know. They don't know today what is coming. The people of the world don't know these things. They don't know that the great tribulation is coming to judge the wickedness of man. And one key reason we know it's coming is because the wickedness is increasing. It is so much more open today. They used to do these sins, but they hid them. Now they flaunt them in our in front of us. That is a major sign that these things are coming and perhaps even coming in our own lifetimes. Long ago, God shared with his prophets, his Old Testament prophets, he shared with them the things that were coming at the end of this world. This was centuries ago that God shared this with his prophets. There is a scripture where God says, well, I do anything that I hide from my prophets, and he shared with Abraham things. He shared with the prophets Joel, Amos, and Isaiah the things that would be coming at the end of the world, and they wrote them. They are in the Old Testament for us to see what is coming in the days ahead, possibly even our own lifetime. No man knows exactly when it's coming, but Jesus said it's sort of like the time when it's been winter, and then all of a sudden the little buds come on the trees, and you know soon it will be spring and then summer. And that is exactly the way we are. We are not to be surprised by that which is coming, as the world will be surprised. We know by the Bible that which is coming. We'll read some of those things right now. First from the prophet Joel. Joel chapter 1, verse 15, Alas, for the day... The day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty it shall come. Joel chapter 2, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion, and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand." A day of darkness and of gloominess, a day of clouds and a day of thick darkness. As the morning spread upon the mountains, a great people and a strong, there hath not ever been the like, neither shall there any more after it, even to the years of many generations. It's the worst thing that has ever been seen or ever will be seen. And that's the way Jesus describes it also in the New Testament. It's one 
thing after another. There are 14 different plagues cited in the books of Revelation, chapter 8 through chapter 16. 14 plagues. One of the plagues lasts five months, and we don't know how long the other plagues last. But we who have gone through this coronavirus are already very tired of it and want it to come to an end. In those days, it won't come to an end. It'll just be one thing after another, after another, after another, until the wrath of God has been completely poured out on this earth, the 14 different plagues, woes, have been poured out on this earth, and then this present heaven and earth will be destroyed by fire. See, we know things the people of the world don't know. This heaven and this earth will be destroyed by fire. We know that because of Scripture, which we will read in a minute. Joel says in verse 3, A fire devour before them, and behind them a flame burneth. The land is as the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness, yea, and nothing shall escape them. The earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. No man can cause this to happen. Only God can cause this to happen. And this is a major point showing us when we have reached the Great Tribulation. When that sun goes completely dark in the middle of the day and the moon doesn't shine and the stars give no light, you know we are in the Great Tribulation and Jesus is coming soon. Verse 30 in Joel, And I will show wonders in the heaven, says God, and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. Amos chapter 2, God says, Also I brought you up from the land of Egypt and led you forty years through the wilderness to possess the land of the Amorite. And I raised up of your sons for prophets and of your young men for Nazarites. Is it not even thus, O ye children of Israel, saith the Lord? But ye gave the Nazarites wine to drink and commanded the prophet, saying, Prophesy not. In those days, they did the wrong things, just as most people do the wrong things today. The Nazarites took a vow not to drink wine, and yet the children of Israel gave them wine to drink. And the prophets speak the word given to them by God, but they said to the prophets, Speak not the things of God. Speak smooth things, things that we enjoy hearing. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 10. He says, Isaiah the prophet says, 
They say to the seers, which is prophets, say not. And to the prophets, prophesy not unto us right things. Speak unto us smooth things. Prophesy deceits. Amos chapter 3. Hear this word that the Lord hath spoken against you, O children of Israel, against the whole family which I brought up from the land of Egypt, saying, You only have I known of all the families of the earth. Therefore, I will punish you for all your iniquities. Amos chapter 4. I have sent among you the pestilence after the manner of Egypt. Your young men have I slain with the sword and have taken away your horses. And I have made the stink of your camps to come up into your nostrils. Yet ye have not returned to me, saith the Lord. Amos chapter 5. Woe unto you that desire the day of the Lord. To what end is it for you, the day of darkness? The day of the Lord is darkness and not light. It's as if a man did flee from a lion and a bear met him or went into the house and leaned his hand on the wall and a serpent bit him. The day of the Lord is one tribulation after another until all of the 14 appointed tribulations which are shown us in Revelation 8 through 16 have come upon this present earth. It's one thing after another. Isaiah spoke of it. Isaiah 24. Fear and the pit and the snare are upon thee, O inhabitant of the earth. Verse 18. And it shall come to pass that he who fleeth from the noise of the fear shall fall into the pit. And he that cometh up out of the midst of the pit shall be taken in the snare. For the windows from on high are open, and the foundations of the earth do shake. God has kept this present solar system and earth intact by his word since the day of Noah. It's all going to change. The powers of heaven will be shaken. The sun will not give its light. The moon will not give its light. The stars will fall from heaven. All of these things will happen. The earth will slip on its axis in the solar system and create great havoc. Back to Isaiah 24, verse 19. The earth is utterly broken down. The earth is clean dissolved. The earth is moved exceedingly. You see, God showed the prophet Isaiah the thing that is going to come upon this earth, perhaps even in your lifetime. The earth shall reel to and fro like a drunkard and shall be removed like a cottage and the transgressions thereof shall be heavy upon it and it shall fall and not rise again. There won't be an end to the great tribulation. 
it won't stop and then things go on as they did before. It will be over, for the heaven and earth will be destroyed by God at the end of the Great Tribulation. The prophets of old saw the day of the Lord and knew what it would be, and Jesus confirms it for us in the New Testament, Matthew 24. And as he, Jesus, sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of thy coming, and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. They would come, saying, Jesus is Lord. And because they said that, they would be able to deceive many into thinking they were Christians. That's the first sign that Jesus names concerning the end of the world. Verse 6, And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. Nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. A day in the sight of God is like a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. Therefore, we can't measure time as God sees time. We see time like it's been how many years since 1940 and World War II. Seems like a lot, doesn't it? But in the sight of God, it's nothing. It's not even one whole day. A day in the sight of the Lord is as a thousand years, says Peter in Second Peter chapter 3. I believe World War II was a part of the beginning of sorrows. I believe it was a part of what we are reading about here in Matthew 24. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. For nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines. Now we've seen famines for centuries. And pestilences. We remember in the Middle Ages of the Dark Plague. Now we're seeing coronavirus. I believe that's one of the pestilences. And there are earthquakes in diverse places. And Jesus says these are the beginning of sorrows. These signal the end, but they're not the end. The end are when the great tribulation comes, when all of the wrath of God is poured out, when those trumpets sound and loose the tribulation upon this earth, one thing after another. That you can read about the beginning of that in Revelation chapter 8. Back to Matthew 24. And then shall they deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you, and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. And then shall many be offended, and shall betray one another, and shall hate one another. And many false prophets shall rise, and shall deceive many. And because iniquity shall abound, 
the love of many shall wax cold. But he that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world for a witness unto all nations, and then shall the end come. I believe that has already happened. Verse 21 of Matthew 24. For then shall be great tribulation such as was not seen since the beginning of the world to this time, no, nor ever shall be. And except those days should be shortened, there should no flesh be saved. But for the elect's sake, those days shall be shortened. Jesus says, don't pay any attention if somebody comes and says to you, oh, the Spirit is moving in Florida. You've got to go to Florida to see the Spirit is moving. Jesus is in Florida. Because Jesus says in his return, For as the lightning cometh out of the east and shineth even unto the west, so also shall the coming of the Son of Man be. Everybody across the entire world will know. Immediately after the tribulation of those days shall the sun be darkened, and the moon shall not give her light, and the stars shall fall from heaven, and the powers of heaven shall be shaken. Now that's the time that I think we will really know when the great tribulation comes, and that comes with the fourth plague. There are 14 plagues. And then shall appear the sign of the Son of Man in heaven, and then shall all the tribes of the earth mourn, and they shall see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of heaven with power and great glory. And he shall send his angels with the great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, one from one end of heaven to the other. Heaven and earth shall pass away, Jesus says, but my words shall not pass away. But of that day and hour knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But he goes on to say, but as in the days of Noah, so also were the coming of the Son of Man be. What happened in the days of Noah? One of the key characteristics of the days of Noah was violence upon the earth in the hearts of men. There was violence in the hearts of men. Haven't we seen that strongly in 2020? Haven't we seen a violence in the hearts of men? That's one of the signs of the end. And it says, In the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage, until the day Noah entered into the ark, and knew not until the flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. I'm quite sure that the majority of the people that are on television have no idea that this is coming. I watch NFL football and I hear 
the announcers, in as much as I can stand to hear them, they don't have a clue as to what is coming. A few days ago, Kansas City was playing another football team, and Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback of Kansas City, they began talking about him and how he is getting married this year. And they were rejoicing over Patrick Mahomes getting married. And then they tell, told that his wife is already pregnant, or his wife-to-be is already pregnant. No shame, no shame at all, no shame for anybody. The announcers, no shame. See, that's a key sign of the end of the time on this earth. No shame. No shame. She's already pregnant, and they're going to get married this year, and let's all rejoice over it. This is a typical thing that we see over and over and over. We see it to the point that when I hear that someone is getting married, it's very difficult for me to be happy because so often they go on to say they are already living with the person they're planning to marry. That is a typical thing to happen on this earth today. A few days ago, I was watching a documentary of 1940. They, were in, they had a woman speaking on the documentary, and she said that sometimes women did get pregnant when they were unmarried, but it was a great shame. And they were not accepted by the society of the time in the 1940s. They are accepted today. Sin is flaunted in our face today when we turn on our television sets. So you see, that's a real sign that the wrath of God is coming, for it comes to judge the world, to show them their sin. So we can know that the wrath of God is coming soon. Maybe in our lifetime. It's not that we look forward to it, Although some of us might be taken off the earth, we really aren't sure about that. We know some of the elect of God will go through the Great Tribulation. For Jesus said in Matthew 24, if the time isn't shortened, even the elect would not be saved. But for the elect's sake, the time of the Great Tribulation would be shortened. So we're, we know some of the elect will be here. We just don't know if all of the elect will be here. The instruction Jesus gives in Matthew 24 is, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doth come. Watch yourself. It doesn't mean watch the TV news to try to see. It means watch what you're doing. Be careful about what you're doing, how you're living. And he says, Be ready, for in such an hour as ye think not the Son of Man cometh. Second Peter chapter 3, we know connected with the day of the Lord is the destruction of this heaven and earth. For this present heaven and earth as we know it will be destroyed. God has created a new heaven and a new earth wherein dwelleth righteousness. 
to take his people to. Revelation 21 tells that. First, let's look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in the which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with a fervent heat. The earth also, and the works that are therein, shall be burned up. Seeing then that all these things shall be dissolved, what manner of persons ought ye to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hastening unto the coming of the day of God, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye look for such things, be diligent, that ye may be found of him in peace, without spot, and blameless. Be not conformed to this world, says Paul, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind to the Bible. That's Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Don't take on the way of the world where having sex outside of marriage is normal and to be expected. The Apostle Paul tells us that he warns us in 1 Corinthians 6. He warns the men, don't you know that you are the body of Christ? Are you going to take the body of Christ and make it the member of a a prostitute, the member of the body of Christ, even if it's a prostitute. For two people become one flesh at the time of sexual intercourse. It's not just something you're free to do today because of birth control. Two people become one flesh. How are you going to separate that one flesh after you've had sex with that person? Is this not going to be a lifelong penalty for you? unless you commit your life to that person through godly marriage. See, it's not the way it seems to be. The birth control pill has loosed wickedness on this earth by allowing men and women to think they can have sex without any penalty. They may not have a baby, but they become one flesh at the time of sexual intercourse. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And whether they know it or not, there is a penalty. We cannot afford to live like this world, nor allow ourselves to be swept away by what is normal to this present world. Luke 21, Jesus says, And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting, which means overindulgence, and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare it shall come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch ye therefore and pray always that ye may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And that means 
Pray always every day over any concern that's in your heart. For when you pray, you connect with God. Also, when you pray, God settles you and helps you. And that causes us to be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and stand before the Son of Man. Therefore, watch yourself, watch ye, and pray always. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God that passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus the Word. That is Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. If you're concerned about anything at all at this moment, you are not ready for the return of Jesus. If he came right now, you're not ready. Because he is coming for those who have overcome the world through the word of God. By turning to God in prayer, hearing from the Holy Spirit, and going that way, we overcome You may even be in danger of your name being blotted out of the book of life. For Jesus says in Revelation chapter 3 verse 5, He that overcometh, I will not blot his name out of the book of life. Indicating that those who fail to overcome through God, through prayer, their name can be blotted out of the book of life. So take this prayer very seriously. It is strongly our way of escape from the temptations of this present world. Many times I have cried out to God, Please don't let me say that. Please don't let me do this. And God has always stopped me when I have asked him to. But most of the people of this world don't even know there's a problem. We who belong to God and know the word of God know what is coming. We will not be taken unaware because we are the children of light. The world is the children of darkness. So they're going to be very shocked in that which comes. But we won't be shocked because we know the Bible. Thank you for allowing me to speak this to you today.